Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. Hour number two of tonight's show. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Ari Hart Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, across Europe on Radio X and Euro Radio TV, as well as the Exxon Broadcast Network. And to find out all about the programming we have available for you, 724 365, My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is. Um, Victoria Gennaro. And uh, first of all, uh, Victoria, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Aloha, Rob, and to everyone out there listening. Um, my name is Victoria, but everybody calls me by my Hawaiian nickname, Lana. So go ahead and call me Lana for this right. hour, Rob. Lana. Um, I'm located right now in Elk Grove, California, USA. Um. And I, I'm a metaphysician and a Reiki grandmaster. How did you, what was your inspiration to start the quest that you're on to become a Reiki master and metaphysician? Well, it's a long story, Rob, but it starts when I was a little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having metaphysical experiences ever since, gee, my earliest memory was in the womb. Um listening to Tagalog. I'm Filipino, right? Um, raised in Hawaii and when I was a little kid. So um, I could hear Tagalog through my mother's tummy. And I have that memory ever since. And it's it's been easy for me to um, understand Tagalog and learn it. It's my second language, not my first. English is my first language. And uh, I would sit there on my mother's lap and put my ear against her tummy as she was, you know, chatting with her friends and relatives. And that's how I felt comfort. My next experience was I was one and a half years old and I fell down a huge flight of wooden stairs. Uh, I should have broke my neck and died, but I looked up and there were four of my grandmothers, at least entities that I identified as my grandmothers. And they actually softened my landing and um, I was laughing when my mom found me I only needed a couple stitches on my ear but years later a chiropractor verified from neck x-rays that I should have died that day so I've had those kinds of experiences all my life my first toy I asked for my mom was a deck of tarot cards and it just goes on and on Rob you know um, I've been able to always look at someone and discern what type of, I don't know, um, energy, mm-hmm. heart space that um, they're in at the moment. Usually if they were 
sad or angry, I could look at them and smile and change their mood. My mother said I've always been able to do that. And um, I think that's what actually got me going. Um, when I was 20 years old, I was initiated as a Baibayan shaman in the traditional way, um, as in the ancestors came down upon me in these energies through this woman. And I felt this presence. It was like an electricity, a hand on my head. When I turned around, nobody was there. But I felt differently ever since. Two months later, I met the Dalai Lama on his first visit to the United States. Wow. I, yes, I worked for uh, Robert and Melanie Bella. Robert Bella, um, they've both since passed away, but he's one of our think tank professors from Berkeley. Um, I was a legal secretary for his wife. They had an office in the bottom floor of their of their house that was right behind the international house. While I was going to Berkeley, I was staying there. And the Dalai Lama was sponsored to come visit and lecture at Wheeler Auditorium um, to garner support for his um, free Tibet campaign. It was his first visit prior to receiving the Nobel Peace Prize. I had a chance to entertain him for a half an hour. No paparazzi, nothing. And that conversation, just he and I, really turned all the switches on. And I've been on this journey ever since. All right, Lana, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exonation, if you'd like to get more information on Lana, visit her uh, website. Spreadaloha.wordpress.com. That's spreadaloha.wordpress.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. 
But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. This is the XM. I am Rob McConnell. Lana Gennaro is our special guest of this hour. Her website is spreadaloha.wordpress.com. When we left uh, before the break, Lana, you were telling us about the half hour that you basically entertained the Dalai Lama. What was it like for you? Wow, Rob. Um, I get goosebumps just recalling the conversation. We talked about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I was only 20 years old um, at the time. Um, I had so many questions to ask him. And not knowing him very well because I was so young, you know, it was it was more like a regular conversation like you and I are having, you know, hi, how are you doing? You know, what are your interests? Mm -hmm. He himself um, is a student, a scholar of many things, especially science. And um, since I was a biology major at the time, we talked about that at length. But eventually the conversation did turn to spirituality. I knew nothing at the time, Rob, about Tibetan Buddhism or anything, you know, uh, in that vein. And he spoke to me about his philosophies just very briefly, but it was enough for me to, to catch my interest, if you know what I mean. And I read up on him after off, obviously I met him and, um, it's been, it's been quite a journey. I've been able to open my eyes to lots of things and to start that early was, was really good. It was really good, but I fought it. Why? Um, well, because I'm I'm an academic person. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking of going to law school at the time. So you know, man's law versus spiritual law. You know, it, you've got uh, family and friends who are saying, you know, you need to make money, this and that and the other. So I went the academic route for a while, and I shelved the spiritual aspects, even though it was nagging me the whole time, and eventually. As the years went by, I just kept having these experiences of of a otherworldly nature is what I can say. I mean, I, I remember my dreams. I could hear people's conversations, even though they weren't talking. Um, all kinds of things, Rob. And I could also I also became interested in Reiki. And um, that happened in the 90s until I finally uh, opened up my school in 1999, dedicated it to the Divine Mother's service. And I've been teaching Reiki and uh, all things metaphysical since that time, so crystals and even uh, Melchizedek consciousness. So tell us about your school. Well, our school 
um, was a brick and mortar school up in Washington State. We're in the process of moving it back down to California. Mm -hmm. So we're basically online. I've got students all over the world. I have several uh, Reiki uh, practitioners. I'm one of the few schools that actually propagates actively grand mastership in the um, in the Reiki ranks. So that goes all the way up to 18th degree or 18th Don Grandmaster, and I am one. And I have a, a circle of 18th Don Grandmasters actually who are quite successful in the um, in the metaphysical world, teaching and propagating healing. So um, some of them are published. Some of them are yoga masters and yoginis. And some of them are ministers. So uh, we do a lot of energy healing. Uh, my favorite thing to do with crystals is to not work with crystals at all. We perfect working with crystals ethereally. So you don't have to keep taking from Mother Earth's body a tool. You are the tool. So we combine sound mm -hmm. with music, harmonics, colors for energy healing. So we're not stuck with the symbols as is traditional Western style Reiki. Our school propagates traditional Japanese Reiki, which um, has all the same modalities as or features as Usui Shiki Ryoho or the Western Reiki. But the things that were left out because when it was introduced to America, it was World War II. Nobody wanted to really touch anything Japanese. Mm -hmm. They were interning the Japanese after all. So what was not propagated was the sound portion, uh, learning, scanning with sound, um, and then healing as a, as a shaman, bringing down the energies, zero-point energy. That's what Reiki is all about. And directing it through thought and heart resonance into your recipient. So what is, the, what is the physiology behind Reiki? How does it work? As I understand it, Rob, you can, the best example is to remember what Masaru um, Emoto had propagated in his published works about water crystals, infusing sound into uh, material such as water and those vibrations changing the nature of the substance that the sound is flowing through. And so in a similar way, when you intone the kotodama, that's what we call resonating at a certain frequency, which it corresponds to the symbols in Reiki, uh, with our focus, we're able to direct the Reiki energy coming down into our client, and we scan to see where the physical um, dis-ease or imbalance is, meaning you feel hot or cold, whether it's, it's prickly or nothing's happening, to see if there's blockages in the body's electromagnetic flow. And that's where you that's where you direct the energy because Reiki's intelligent energy, um, it's zero point energy. It mm -hmm. is the energy that sparks life in a zygote or out of a seed into a plant. So um, that's what we do is we just allow the energies to to take over. Now that would be the physical aspects, Rob. But we're also as grandmasters able to go deeper, and as shaman, we're able to assist others in releasing uh, emotional pain because at the root of every physical uh, dis-ease or imbalance is an emotional attachment. So if you can heal that aspect of a person, how they feel about their environment, about their relationships, then you have a good chance of assisting that person to heal themselves. And that's what it's all about. We aren't the ones who are actually healing, and I put that in quotes. We are assisting someone to heal themselves. And I think that's the important thing because you, everybody has the ability to heal themselves. And they can heal others just by being differently, a smile or laughing 
genuine laughter changes the whole mood of two or more people. And it's contagious. So it's possible to bring more peace, more harmony, more acceptance when you heal a person who is off balance, imbalanced, diseased. And that's what we do, Rob. That's Reiki in a nutshell without making it too simple. What are the different, uh, why are there different types of Reiki if they all basically do the same thing? Well, there's, well, the basic is Usui Reiki because Mikau Usui, the uh, Tendai Buddhist monk who actually channeled that energy, he, he was in such deep meditation that he was able to match his, his electromagnetic signature with an energy that he brought down and identified as the Reiki energy. Um, what makes it different? As I said before, Rob, when Mrs. Takata, who is a disciple in the lineage of the Western style Reiki through Dr. Hayashi, um, it goes Mikao Sui, three people, Hayashi's one of them, and then Mrs. Takata was Dr. Hayashi's number one student. When she brought the Reiki back to Kauai, Hawaii, where her home was, mm -hmm. it was World War II time. Nobody wanted to, she didn't want to freak the, uh, the neighbors out or the people out with all this Japanese because the traditional Japanese paradigm has a lot of um, Shinto, Buddhist um, imagery, and we do have a prayer that we recite um, in Japanese because of the sounds that it creates. And even that had to be westernized so that it would be more palatable. But she was so convinced because she was healed from something majorly wrong with her health. That's why she went to Japan in the first place, because her allopathic physicians here on this side of the water were unable to help her anymore. She was desperate, and she was a young woman. She learned the Reiki um, the way it was traditionally taught by Usui back in Japan. But when she brought it over here, she realized that Westerners were not going to be on board with um, foreign, if for lack of a better term, um, ideologies, approaches to healing. And we're talking in, I mean, post-World War II, so that's the 40s. Mm -hmm. So she had to water it down. But she did keep the basic symbols, and um, that part you can't – she didn't want to change because you can draw these symbols and create that energy signature in that manner without having to intone a sound, which at that time I think people were not awake enough to embrace even the concept of cymatics or sound healing. So these things were brand new. Nobody was going to touch that. She wasn't going to do that at that time. So she only ended up teaching 22 people, Rob. Mm. Um, they paid dearly for it but because it was very expensive, exclusive training. But um, from there, she was able to propagate it through those 22 students to the, to the Reiki that you now know. You see it online. You can buy books about it. Um, but the... Traditional Japanese Reiki stayed in Japan and didn't come out, um, was not introduced to anybody of the Western world until Chris Marsh, who was a very accomplished Aikido master in Japan. And he was so accomplished that uh, they thought he was, pardon my French, Japanese enough mm -hmm. to trust this traditional knowledge to him. And he propagated it to one person. And that person brought it to the Western world, and that's how I learned it. It seems so, yes, that, it seems that Reiki has certainly taken an upswing with the advent of the New Age movement. It's slowly crawling up the links, but is Reiki recognized by professionals in the medical field? Yes, it is, Rob. Um, to my pleasant surprise, as far back as the... 80s, mm -hmm. I'd like to say late 80s, um, it was already being considered to be covered by insurance. In the 90s, it definitely was back on the East Coast. And as I understand it today, 
nursing schools and medical schools offer Reiki instruction as part of their elective coursework. And so you've got physicians and nurses practicing Reiki with their students, I mean, with their uh, patients. All right, stand by, Lana. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation. Lana Janeiro is our special guest. Her website is spreadaloha.wordpress.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this short break with the news as we continue here from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, if you'd like to uh, get the latest news on the Exxon Broadcast Network, find out who's on, who's uh, on at what time, how you can listen, just go to www.xzbn.net. I'm Rob McConnell. Be back after the news. Don't go away. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen.
Welcome back, everyone. Lana Gennaro is our special guest this hour. Spread aloha.wordpress.com. And um, what kind of ailments can Reiki cure? Like, can it can it cure? Let me see. Cancer? Can it cure tumors? Can it cure uh, blood disease? Yes, yes, and yes. I've had. Excellent experience with that, actually, Rob. I was even able to melt the uh, tumor in my mother's left breast. She felt it pop and melt underneath her fingers. That was a remarkable one. Over And my most recent um, experience with helping someone with cancer was a young man in Essex, England, um, over the Christmas and New Year uh, period between December 28th and January 31st, he was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. And uh, they were going, they meaning his doctors, were uh, trying to gather the family together to make a decision about doing some major surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of the holiday, they postponed it. But when they examined him on January 30th, no more cancer, nothing. So um, the woman that had approached me, she wasn't a student, but she had been following my postings and she asked for help. And um, so I said, sure, why not? Um, me and my students will do what we can do. Um, no promises, but... We'll do our best. And based on other metaphysicians, such as ones in China who practice a similar form of energy healing, they have something on YouTube where they're literally intoning, again, sound healing, and they made a woman's uh, tumor shrink and they had it on a monitor. And they watched it in 15 minutes go from something the size of a, uh, a little uh, handball down to nothing. So it's possible and it's been documented. It sounds fantastic, but if you adhere to, um, like I said, Dr. Um, Emoto's experiments, um, the Heart Institute, they also have lots of stuff, Greg Braden, lots of great results uh, documented results of how he- sound healing works. I mean, it's to the point, Rob, where Cancer Centers of America and a lot of major hospitals, even here in Northern California, incorporate Reiki for at least uh, pain management. It's great for headaches, muscle aches, anything like that. Um, but, but if, it can but if be Reiki, used for if, something more serious. If Reiki is, is, is as powerful as you claim it is, why do people need chemotherapy? Why do people need surgery to to try and uh, get rid of the cancer within the body? Why is it Reiki I think it's, it's, it's a different approach, Rob. Allopathic medicine uh, takes the approach of burn it out, cut it out. Um, but I, underst- I understand that. But my question is, why then isn't Reiki used instead of the professional and more accepted medical procedures because it's new in terms of well we don't want it it's job security for lots of people um i don't want to i don't want to sound derogatory in any way shape or form because i view what we do as complementary to allopathic medicine so i'm not proposing that it replace it but it certainly does have a significant um benefit for the patient to the point where doctors and nurses have to acknowledge that there is something there that that definitely contributes to healing. All right. Does Reiki so, not work at times? Um, uh, yes, and it, it it does depend on the practitioner. Uh, focus is the big one. Your mood and your physical health. If you are a smoker, for example, and you're hacking away, mm-hmm. you can't expect to be as effective as if your body was in fairly good health. I'm not going to say perfect, but in good health. Are we talking about the practitioner here or the client? 
Uh, well, I'm talking about the practitioner. Okay. Um, because you don't, because you're sharing an energy signature too. So if your signature combined with the Reiki is out of alignment, for lack of a better, mm-hmm. out of harmonic, then you won't be as effective to your recipient, you know, with your recipient. In fact, you might even make them feel a little queasy, not making them sicker, but they'll feel like, hey, you know, I feel something here. I'm not sick here, am I? And then you're like, oh, it's me. Sorry, you know. Um, yeah, it, it has a lot to do with focus and the practitioner's uh, general health. Compared to the amount of time it takes for traditional medicine to uh, cure cancer, how does Reiki stand up to that? And is there any type of cancer that Reiki cannot heal? Well, I'm not going to say that it can heal any cancer, Rob, because I am not, I'm not a licensed medical physician. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm an ordained uh, high priest, so, uh, and a, I'm a healing minister. All right, hold on here, That's hold on how- here, hold on here. What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the connection between being an ordained minister and being a, a, a person who can help heal? Well, you know what? It's, it's pretty much the, it's just a qualification. Um, this, is where, this is an area, Rob, where a lot of people have difficulty getting a hold of it, grasping it and understanding it. Because anything metaphysical is going to be dealing with events and occurrences that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And when you can't see it, most people won't believe it. Well, I, I, I disagree with you there because most people believe in the power of prayer and you can't see prayer either. Yes. Um, prayer is very good, but prayer is more passive because you're not actually channeling something or you're not generating something. You're actually just you're supporting the person sympathetically, but not actively. So I suppose that would be part of the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ministers that, that also claim they can heal, and it's energy healing, and it all has to do with focus and an understanding of the kinds of energy, bioelectric energy, that you are focusing on another object or now, person. You, you must admit, in today's age with the Internet, anyone can become a minister for $5. So I don't think that the credentials of ministerial rights are as valid or as strong today as they were, let's say, 25 years ago. That could be true. I'm only saying that that's who I am because that is who I am. And I also happen to know Reiki Mm -hmm. and other energy working modalities. And those are my credentials. That's what I walk in there with. I tell the client straight up, I'm not superwoman. I'm not some you know, guru, but I am someone that understands that if I focus a certain way and I direct sound a certain way toward my client, my recipient, that I expect a result to happen. And thank goodness, most of the time, it does happen as I intend it. And that's all I know, Rob. Right. That's the metaphysical part. What happens when it doesn't work? When it doesn't work, well, then we keep trying, like anything else, just like with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't expect to launch one prayer and everything's going to be hunky-dory in 10 minutes. True. You know, this is this is something that it's an energy that you build. And just like prayer, you build on whatever you are channeling through your client. So maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but with consistent effort. Perhaps we can we can get the DNA going the right direction. We can spark more adult stem cells to be created in the bone marrow. You know, perhaps we can do all of that and help that person heal themselves. How does Reiki grow stem cells? Well, it would be, again, we're talking about bioelectric energy, Rob. So we want to spark 
that growth. Mm -hmm. I told you Reiki is zero point energy, the same kind of energy that sparks life out of a seed, that sparks life into when an ovum meets a sperm and becomes a zygote. All right, so would Reiki be able to make a person who has had spinal injury where their spinal cord is severed, they cannot walk anymore, they're paralyzed. Would Reiki be able to turn this around? I don't know, Rob. It would ha- I think everything is on a case-by-case basis. And it depends because most people that come to a Reiki master mm-hmm. usually waited. I mean, they've tried all kinds of different ways to heal themselves, to improve their condition. And for some reason, not everything else isn't working. And then as a last resort, they come over and they ask for help. You know, and so I can't say with definitive certainty that it will work all the time because timing is everything. And most of the time when we in our school receive a request for assistance, mm-hmm. it's too late. So the best we can do is to assist that person to um, lower the pain that they're they're feeling take it away, take that energy away, you know, infuse it with more positive energy that would perhaps take that pain away and make it more comfortable for them in those in those final hours. So so basically, if I please correct me if I'm wrong, that somebody goes to your school, it's too late for them and all you're doing is providing a hospice service. Well, at that point, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And we tell them, you know, we're not miracle workers, but mm-hmm. we will do the best that we can, you know, to, to make you comfortable, to help you out as, and your family as much as we can. And that's all we can do. So why would a person go to you then at this point? I think it would be as a, as a matter of belief. Okay. And when you, when you have a, a strong enough belief... You can do anything. Oh, I, 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 and, I agree that, that the the power of belief is the strongest power in the universe. I think the power of love is the strongest power in the universe. Mm, Rob. It takes it takes belief in order to have, to grow love. And love is very healing. Aloha is very healing, and that's what we that's what we come to the table with. We don't pull any punches. Mm-hmm. We don't give anybody any false hope. But if they if they believe strongly that Reiki will help them at least with pain relief, that's something, you know. And to be in agreement is everything. Sure. When you when you're in agreement with your doctor, you get better because you're following you're you're allowing these efforts to manifest a result upon you. So it's the same thing. Um, it gets a little touchy feely. But that's, that is the belief part. All right, Lana, stand by. Part. I've got to take my final break here. Exo Nation, Lana Gennaro is our guest this hour. Website is spreadaloha.wordpress.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break with our final segment here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. Lana Gennaro is our guest this hour. Her website is spreadaloha.wordpress.com. And uh, when somebody goes to your school to become a student, what is the process? How long does it take? What do they learn? Well, if you want to learn basic Reiki, we teach both systems. Um, Usuiteate is the traditional Japanese Reiki. Mm-hmm system that I told you about, and then Suishiki Ryoho Reiki, which is the Western-style Reiki. We teach both systems together. And so depending on how much experience the um, prospective student has with energy work or anything metaphysical, it can take anywhere from four months, maybe longer, maybe less, uh, to make it to master level, which is three levels, so you get attuned six times because it's two systems, um, up to master level three, four, so you become a Reiki master teacher or Reiki sensation Shinpiden if you're in the traditional 
you get both titles. And then you have the option of whether to remain with us or continue um, into the Grandmaster ranks. Now, what does it take to become a Grandmaster? Well, you continue um, with attunements, Mm -hmm. and they're in pairs. Now, what's an attunement? The next attunement would be 5-6, because it's like um, there's a duality um, as you go up in each level. Like the next level would be the Great Harmony and the Great Separation. So esoterically you can you can infer a lot from those just those two concepts alone as a healer the great harmony bringing things together the great separation excising things that don't belong and then using the great harmony to bring it back together you know you, in you, a new in a new balance that would be five six, and then it just keeps going on and on until the eighteenth, you know, level. And what does being an eighteenth level Reiki master give you? Well, each pairing mm-hmm. changes your ability to understand metaphysically how to relate to these energies. Energy is consciousness, and everything is energy. So when you're attuned, you are magnetized to a higher level, a finer level of feeling, if you will. And that is a dimension in itself. So dimensionally, you're able to go deeper into your client. And as I said, most disease begins with some sort of emotional wound. We can help find that within a person and we can help them to release whatever it is that is the block that is creating the um, the problem in the body in that in that area. And that's how it works. So each level is another level of consciousness that is opened up to you. And that means you transcend another dimension. So, and that's, uh, that's basically how it works. So you can really, it goes all the way, Rob, to um, things like um, soul retrieval. I'm sure uh, many of the listeners out there are, are used to those kind of terms yeah. where a shaman will actually help heal old karmic wounds. That means going back into past lives and seeing where the emotional harm is there. All right, but you're, and, you're saying emotional harm is, is the basis of illness. But what about a viral infection? That's got nothing to do with emotional uh, trauma or emotional problems. That is a viral, you know, that, that's an infection. Yeah, a common cold, for example. How do we blame that on our past relationships or, or a problem? Well, we don't blame having? anything. What, what happens is, is the Reiki will affect all the way down to the DNA, so you need a you need to have an understanding a mm-hmm. of the phys, of the physiology and anatomy of the human body b you need to n- understand cell cytology and c you need to understand dna you need to understand how it works because dna is the physical manifestation of light mm-hmm. so you need to embrace that first and then you need to understand about amino acids and that make up the dna the blocks everything and what we do is we go in there and visualize how a person's DNA looks, and we literally go through it, and when there's, where there are kinks, we help smooth them out energetically. Now, it sounds fantastic, but if you go through training, and we do a lot of practicing on visualization through meditation, deep meditation, connecting the energies, that's how we can attack something like a virus or bacteria. Okay, and you teach this to a person in what, four months? No, that would only be for um, basics. In in four months, you can do that. But that's just for attunements, Rob. You know, training is for life. Most people uh, in this day and age think, oh, I can just buy this for nine ninety nine, and I will be X. Mm-hmm. But really... It's about a commitment to a way of being. And I think that's what we're all looking for is to get back to something that's – to things 
that are more natural, to get back to better eating, better living, better being with each other. This is what it's all about. And once you once you start on that track, I mean, things like Reiki fall into place as not so fantastic or unbelievable, but actually plausible. So it's a whole paradigm shift. And I think there's a lot, there's a big trend out there because we're all concerned about dwindling resources, polluted resources, poison in our food. You know, these things have to be excised out of the body. So we do things prophylactically, but metaphysically, it helps when there's someone that can assist the recipient, the client, the person who is asking for help, how to heal themselves. And I think that's the important part. So, yeah, some people will say, oh, yeah, four months, I'm out of there. But all my students pretty much stay with me for the for, gosh, ever from the beginning that they start with me. I have not had too many students quit on me. They stay and we continue to work together. And that's where the um, expertise comes in. Continued practice. The, uh, the, you know, the changing of the DNA and the other deep medical topics that you were talking about take doctors years and years and years. And they don't have, yes. doctors don't go out saying that they can change the DNA or they can, you know, grow stem cells. No, but um, this is, this is another approach. It's not accepted by everybody, but it is another approach to healing. And the fact that it's being talked about a lot means that people are considering that maybe it's not so science fiction. Maybe it's not so far out and, and uh, inconceivable. That's why my students, I ask them, well, I tell them, they need to pick up a Grey's Anatomy book they need to, and I have books that I provide. Um, Calendine's um, DNA is a standard um, study book about DNA. We study that as well, you know. And I work with the students, a lot of them one on one, and we discuss these things, you know, because they. This is part of your visualization. If you can understand how our approach is, then you will believe. And at the same time, your focus will be there. And then you'll be able to visualize it in a way where you might get results. Well, obviously, your students are believers in this system. There's no two ways about that. But where does the medical training come from? No, there's no medical training. um, Because we don't profess to be replacements for medical doctors but you do but you do but you do claim but you do claim to be able to grow stem cells you do claim to be able to cure people we can we can spark we can visualize and spark stem cell growth you know um and the only way we know that we can do that is if the patient gets better if the client gets better but what happens if Uh, the patient doesn't get better and what you're doing actually causes more harm than good well, we don't do anything that doesn't get checked off with a doctor. We have the we never tell a person do not go to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Go to your doctor, get your test results. Let's see if we can make a difference. But don't not take your medication, you know. But try it. You know, if you want if you want us to help you, we can help you. Um as I say, it's complimentary to what the medical physicians do. And that's why major hospitals are incorporating Reiki, at least at its, at its basic levels, into their uh, bedside manner, if you will. And physicians and nurses are doing it all over America. Well, the and time- in other places as well, apparently. But it's not widely accepted, Rob. No. And so, yes... There's still a lot of speculation, and of course there would be. Again, you can't see it. All right, listen, we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us. A very interesting look at at Reiki. Do I buy it? Not at all. Do I believe it? Not at all. Do I think that it should be 
part of a complimentary medical procedure or a complimentary service found in hospitals? Not at all. But hey, that's just my opinion. I believe in the tried and true, and I believe in listening to doctors who spend years and years and years becoming the professionals that they are. And I think that these new age woo-woo practices are nothing but smoke and mirrors looking for easy targets, those who cannot be cured. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. 